Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Forever! Dog! Welcome back, everybody. He's taking a little water break. He's got his little swell mug. We what really do you got, got in there? into it, Michelle. What do you got in there? Water? This is just water. That's I just so water happy. from the fridge. Water from the fridge. He is a star. He is humble. Wow. He wow. is um, very lovely, very, very funny. I feel so professional, right? I've never had a more professional intro for any guest than what I'm doing for you right now. Who are your guests usually that you that you don't have a professional? I'm always intro? like okay. anyway, like I'm all, you know I'm in monster mode ninety percent of the time. Um, his name is Ben Schwartz. You of course know him, Parks and Rec, for God's sake. I want to get into it with you a little bit also about the state of comedy today because I was just reading an article in GQ about um how uh, they think Netflix is killing comedy. So that's something I'm making a mental note to bring up with you. Oh, no. I don't even know what that means. Maybe we should talk about it now, honestly. Let's open with it. Well, the only reason why I thought of it is because they actually reference Parks and Rec as one of the last shows that actually had jokes, you know, and that, that had like that sort of sitcom, network sitcom um, timing that oh, interesting. we're not seeing that much on Netflix or on Hulu or any of the streaming services, HBO Max, or I love streaming shows, but I do agree. I, I think that 
and I love Netflix and all this stuff. But when I'm watching a show on Netflix, it's rare that I'm like doubled over with laughter. Things can be funny, but it's not in that same Seinfeld friends, like, you know, set up joke kind of way. What do you think? TV shows are are a bit different now also. And also like, I mean, the office, I mean, the office was on Netflix, but of course it's on NBC. The Office in Parks, I think you're right. But like Bob's Burgers, I find very funny, which is a Hilarious. Fox show. Yeah. And I guess Superstore is a type of sitcom that has that type of stuff. I haven't seen it yet, but that was on for six years or something but like that, But it's not right? streaming. The idea is that when you have a comedy solely on a streaming platform, although um, what's, I almost said Tim Robbins, who's the SNL guy who's very funny. Um, Tim Robinson sketch shows. Tim Robinson. So I think you should leave is one of the funniest sketch shows I've ever seen in my life. It's hilarious. It's yeah. So unbelievable. I think I think Netflix kind of because Netflix doesn't doesn't need a hundred episodes of something. I think Netflix if they're going to do something probably will do three seasons. So it becomes almost driven by narrative. Mm-hmm. Maybe like we did Space Force over there. So it was Steve Carell, John Malkovich, me, Tony Newsom, Jimmy O Yang, Don Lake, and we did that. Uh, Greg Daniels, who created The Office, created it, and it was it followed. They're jokes, but it followed a narrative a little bit more. And I wonder if that's just where comedy is now. I wonder right. if because of the swing that you're saying it, maybe the next thing to come is like goofy fun, you know, 30 minutes forget, 30 minutes forget type stuff. I, I wonder. I I like long for the days of Alf, Perfect Strangers. Like, and I'm not, because there were funny amen. But these are multicams. Could you watch a multicam now and with a laugh track and be like, this is great? Or would it drive you crazy? I would like watch it with my pants around my ankles, pleasuring myself. I would have the best time. I love a multicam, <laughs> love an audience. I love, I just miss like, you know, that kind of like Marx Brothersy humor, like Looney Tunesy kind of silly joke humor that I feel comedy in a way got a little too cool for. Like everyone is sort of a bit above that kind of comedy these days because it feels retro, but the truth is it's still kind of the funniest you know when you go back and watch like amen which is one of my favorite shows ever i have a feeling maybe you did watch it i don't want to stereotype you with sherman helmsley amen Amen. it was a show about a deacon sherman helmsley like worked in a church and some of the episodes of amen genuinely tears shoot out of my eye sockets are so funny the situations the scenarios and yeah, I don't know. I want to kind of get back there a little bit, but I'm not sure anyone's brave enough. And also, it's kind of hard these days to make comedies in the state of our culture and everything that we're dealing with these days. You know, I don't know. Got a lot to deal with, Ben. Uh, for, for multicam, for for me, I'm not as enticed by multicam. Like, I wouldn't, I, I'm not as, so like, I produce and create some shows and I just sold a cartoon. But the idea of the cartoon that we want is going to be like, I mean, who knows if it'll get put on the air, but in the process where it is now is the idea of 30 minutes and it goes away 30 minutes and you know, like 30 minutes and then whatever, whatever can yes. happen in the next one, we start from the beginning, like the Simpsons. I love so that. So it's like, yeah, I love that as well. But, but if I like, when I watch shows with sound, with uh, laugh tracks in it, I, it makes me feel off for some reason. I'm well, like, not oh, a but I love I a live know. studio audience. Give me a live studio audience any day Why of the week. Why don't you do it? Why don't you get your ABC contact and pitch a Oh my God, uh, all my friends at audience. ABC. It's such a great idea. Let me just contact my <laughs> thousands of friends at ABC. <laughs> I don't know. You were on Not, The View. Aren't it's going to be called No everybody? Bridge Burned. That's the name of my show. No Bridge Burned. And I'm going to go back to ABC and say, listen, I've got an idea. Call a meeting with half the people I worked with have been fired. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the end. I don't know how your, uh, your view, uh, how it ended, by the way. If it's like, I'm sure you've talked about it many times or you don't you know, want to talk I about it at all. really no i'll talk about it i mean i always my joke is that i really am going to save the good story for the book 
this book that apparently I'm going to write book. one Don't day. Don't do it here. Don't waste it here. This is a yeah. wasted opportunity. Save it for your book that you're going to I mean, write. I've talked about it. It's fine. I mean, I'm, I genuinely am over it, which is, I'm, I'm not even saying that. Like, I'm over it. Like, when you're not over something. I really just, you know, I look back at it now very gratefully. But, you know, I mean, it just, uh, they're not a show known um, for being, like, great to the hosts. <laughs> they're not. Their oh, reputation isn't. Well, the reputation isn't like. They don't leave people better than when they found them, in my opinion. You know, it's like in a bad wow. relationship. Oh, okay. You get it? Uh, this, is, this is very interesting. I don't want to dive into it because you're going to save it for the book. For the you inverse can. of this, can you, give me, me. can you give me an opportunity? Can you give me a moment, even if it's at the beginning, mm-hmm. that you're like, holy shit, this has happened. Like, uh, you're on The View. This is obviously viewed by millions of people. And even back then, it was viewed by more because the streamers weren't as big when you were on it, correct? Like it wasn't as big it was as the past millions, five years. Millions um, watched it. We didn't have so the Megan McCain, uh, the Megan McCain uh, situation, which I think it's like that Howard Stern conundrum where people kind of tune in because she ain't. You know what I mean? Whatever that mentality is mm-hmm. with her, I don't really get. But it's like a big. What, what's something that like hit your dopamine that you're like, I can't believe this is happening. I'm next to. I mean, of course, Whoopi oh, Goldberg in a good would way. make me go. Ins- yeah, a good way. All good. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah. Because um, the book is going to be filled with trash. You said. The book is going to be garbage. <laughs> the book the is literally going to be page printed. One to page 20. Yeah. <laughs> no, the book is going to be printed on garbage. I'm going to recycle. I'm going to take like old, um, what do you, old parade magazines from USA Today. And I'm just going to like cover <laughs> yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. All the Ask Marilyn columns will still be in there. And the last 30 pages are just Kathy's that you wrote. I hate this over and over again. All right. <laughs> old Kathy's that you're like, I can't it's believe called, this is happening. The name of the book is called The Bitches Ack. And it's going to be mm, me in like Elton great. glasses. Great, I'm Michelle. really That's quick, great. Ben. But I want to hear a happy one. Give me a happy one. I'm a pretty optimistic person. I have a great story. So the the, I guess for me the biggest like um, I can't fucking believe this moment is I wasn't even living in New York. I hadn't even been hired on the show yet. I was uh, living in LA. They had called me into guest host, and I came in to do the show. And you know, it's like, oh my god, Whoopi Goldberg! Like, are you? Kidding? And I'm sure you've worked with Whoopi, even though we talked about that on Serious. But I you didn't I've meet never, her. I've never met her before. But you filmed something where you played her assistant. What was that? Yes, uh, it was called Stage. It was David Tennant, Michael Sheen, and I played her assistant. But it's all through Zoom, so I never. And she's great in it. I saw our little piece, and she's. She, dude, we rewatched Sister Act over Ugh. this break, and it is so good. Mark Shaman, who did the music, is a genius. Oh. But Whoopi is just like she's Obsessed. a she's a movie star. You watch it, and you're like, oh, you're just a movie star. Do you know that when I was a teenager, I saw the movie Made in America with her and Ted Danson? Maybe I was like twelve. That was one of my favorite. People don't talk about Made in America. I think Nia Long was in it. I had the soundtrack on cassette. I loved Made in America so much. And that was a Whoopi movie. You watch Ghost. Let me tell you something. I need a director's cut of Ghost. I need the just Whoopi version. Get rid of Patrick. You know, keep him in those scenes. But give me like a 14-minute supercut of just Whoopi. That is all I want out of Ghost. I don't need the Sam, Sam, Sam scene. I hate the demon out of the roads. None of that. You know, but she she makes everything better. If you look at Whoopi's performance in that, it's also one of the first times to watch a comedian who's a comedian play drama and comedy. Oh. And that for me, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's like back then that never happened because then yeah. Robin Williams started doing it, too. And then and then as me as like a little boy who loves comedy is like, oh, maybe I can do this, too. If I do comedy, it doesn't mean I can't do that. But Whoopi's performance in that there's a bunch of scenes where she's really emotional and beautifully truthful. And uh, you're just like, oh, she's just a she's just a star. And that's when she was like. She was like just in her groove too. She was going from good movie to good movie and she was just oh nailing God. everything. Pretty sensational. The 80s were very good to Whoopi. And it's funny because I always think 
I really believe the 80s and really the 90s were like the peak of just culture, like a pop culture and the peak of, I don't want to say the peak of comedy because you could go back also to like the 60s, you know, everything had something funny, but there was such freedom back then. I feel like, you know, even they would cast people who didn't look like they were extras on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Like they would, even physically, Hollywood was willing to put weirder looking people in things like a John Candy even, or, you know, you just think of like, who were the stars back then? And it was not the rock. And I love the rock. And I hope to one day work with him or the young rock, any of them. But I'm just saying like, you get what I mean, that there was more, there was a bigger space for people to break through than I think there is now, in my opinion. I think, so this is what I think. I think there's different versions of it. In the nineties, I love cheers. I love Frasier. I mean, even before that, I mean, I watched, I watched all those shows. I was addicted to and living color and all that stuff. But if you look at the early two thousands, there was a block where it was uh, community, the office parks and rec and 30 rock all in the same, like Thursday night. And that's like, Oh, that's another incredible generational, like, that's incredible. Those shows, to me, are, like, some of the funniest shows that came out in the past couple decades. And I'm sure there's a version of that now. And if you look at, like, the comedy, look at what Chappelle's done in the past 10, 20 years. It's mm. insane. And, like, so th- I-, I think also for for me and probably for you as well, we look back at that time because that's, like, when people say, what's your favorite SNL cast? It's almost always the one where you were, like, either 12 to 15. 14. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> always, that's the one that every weekend we were watching. And, like, I love Dana Carvey. I love Chris Farley. Oh, the best. And then, like, you know, when you got older, you're like, oh, you know what? Will Ferrell's pretty good, too. Kristen Wiig's pretty good, too. But we'll always remember... Just like a lot of my memories when I'm a kid are the ones that I was like, oh, man, I loved I loved it so much. James Gunn had a great line on Twitter the other day. Twitter is a social media platform. Uh, oh, he had a great, uh, great line that he said, um, I forget the age, but he's like, uh, someone's like, yeah, what were your favorite movies growing up? And he's like, I loved every movie up until I was 12 or whatever it is. And he's like, <laughs> I'm, I was like, you're right. I loved every single movie I watched because you didn't even think that something could be bad or wrong. Hold on you a know minute. What I, mean? I have to just flat out disagree. And I've, I've discussed this here before. And I think I just made a connection in my head. The two movies that I hated so, so, so much growing up, because there were two, and they both have something in common. And I wonder now if this is like whatever the opposite of a fetish is, like something that's so horrifying to me. Follow That Bird. And I was like a Sesame Street freak. Like, I love that. What's Follow That Bird? Oh, my God. It's where Big Bird got, like, lost. And but he's, like, a big toddler. And Big, you've never seen it? Oh, my God. I was, like, a kid watching it, like, it was, like, my version of Lion. You know? Remember that movie Lion with Dev Patel? Yes, I was, I like, watching Big Bird just, like, puttering around in, like, Albuquerque on, like, a big, long road, like, at the end of uh, Castaway. Just, like, no one knowing where Big Bird is. And he's going, hello, Your hello. Your references you grab from are so <laughs> wonderful and improvish. I love that. No, genuinely, like, no one knows where Big Bird is. That fucked me up. And then a movie that guys love. I've never even heard a woman who's seen it. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck to me, of course, course. these are two like bird puppet tree related films that damaged me growing up. Howard the Duck to this day is like Freddy Krueger to me. Like I see a picture of him and my, I just shut down. And I remember there were like duck tits in it. Like he like had duck sex with like a female version of him. And I, to this day, I don't even know how to explain it. Like it fucked me up, Ben. It did. Have you watched it since? Certainly not. And actually, Dan Acton, who co-hosts uh, the beginning of this podcast, loves Howard the Duck. So any opportunity, he will send me Howard the Duck memes. I'm like, Dan, you know that I don't feel comfortable with this. Like, So you didn't Amazing. have anything that, that scarred you when you were little? You had to have. Uh, things scared me. I was a scaredy cat, definitely. But, yeah. but I still like, um, I, we went to see Edward Scissorhands in a movie theater. Ooh. And on the way out, 
it was me, my dad, my mom, my sister, and my sister Marnie on the way out. There was a, we were in the Bronx somewhere and one of the chairs was sliced up. There was like someone had taken a knife and sliced the back of a chair. And um, we're going to the back and the chair like had a slice on it, had like a piece of tape over the front so people wouldn't sit in it because, you know, the springs would hit you in the back or whatever. And then I was very scared. The movie terrified me, Aww. terrified me because I was a kid. Uh, I also saw Cats when I was too young and that I could not. That was the mu- ter- like live cats you saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're dancing yeah. in the aisles. And my, my mom reminds me that I just was crying like it was just too much. <laughs> and so like I also am afraid That's of hilarious. cats now. And I wonder if it's from that. But so we're going yeah. back and my sister and I'm terrified and I'm like shaking. And my dad's like, it's just a character or whatever. And then my sister sees that thing in the back and she goes, oh, my God, he was here. Edward Scissorhands was here. Wow. And I go and I go, what? And it ruined me. So but like I rewatched that. But I think like I would never say something like. I was like, oh, I didn't, it wouldn't be like, oh, I didn't like that one. It would be just like, oh, all movies are like, they're movies. They're just movies. Um, yeah. Up until a certain age, then you like really start judging. And what do you, when, then you start finding your like voice of what you like or like, but I went, I saw Airheads. Remember that movie Airheads? Oh, I with loved Adam Airheads. Sandler Brenton Fraser. Yeah, the best. We were, we were in White Plains and it was, we were the only people in the entire movie theater. And it was my first time ever. And we would run up and down. So my experience seeing Airheads was incredible because <gasps> I ran up and down the aisles, like just me and my friends sitting in every seat because nobody else was there it was heaven i had that happen with my brother when i was six years old we saw the cheech and chong movie born in east la at six years old yes my brother we went to a theater in miami beach called byron carlisle i don't think it exists anymore we were the only two people in the theater we were very well behaved my brother was 13 i think but at the end of the movie i was like len i may have been like eight i don't know i was very like very little though and i touched the movie screen like i remember i yes, felt the screen I did that too it was insane I couldn't and i was I like this it. is so fucking cool like i remember that moment being like this is so wrong and yet it feels so right and it was a very wonderful uh memory for sure yeah there's a, it's always funny like how those special little memories come from nonsense. That's uh, just like we saw a, we saw a movie that nobody liked, so nobody was in the theater, and then we but had Airheads the best is good. time. But that's my point. Like Airheads then was considered bad. Now I'm like, please give me another Airheads. Like it had some funny moments in it. I'm like waiting for I don't know. I, I'm sort of spoiled in a way. Well, they don't do, make as many yeah. comedies. Like, I, know. I I used to. Uh, I, my first couple of jobs were writing like these comedies that would hopefully have a budget of like 15 million dollars you know what i mean and now they don't really exist anymore like wow. those steve martin movies don't exist anymore none of those movies really exist it's like you get one or two kevin hart movies a year you get one or two melissa mccarthy movies a year and then and then you get like you know an alternative comedy movie and then that's kind of it before it used to be like every month was a different comedy and that's the stuff i loved and now um i don't know why but they don't they don't make those movies anymore i know i feel like you need to write the next great comedy, Ben Schwartz. I believe in you. You have the connections. I think you can do it. Um, I was going to say, like, also, I wanted to talk about scarring childhood moments because that's also fun. Like, do you remember? I remember near. And by the way, I feel like there are a couple of loose tangents that I will go back to, including Whoopi of and course, the please. letters. But let me just say this. I remember well, when I was. we got to end with the letters. We're going to end with the letters. What was I going to tell you? Oh, I remember when I was little that a man pulled a knife on my mom and I. <laughs> at like the drugstore outside in the parking lot and it was to this day probably the most frightened i've ever been in my life like one of those moments that's insane yeah it was where crazy were you? do you remember exactly where you were we were at like an eckerd's near i think this movie theater that's what made me think of it actually in miami beach yeah i'm in miami wow. right now i don't know if you can tell by based on the home goods i can't buy the me. painting of course yeah yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. um it's uh, great we had here. one of those we went to see it was me my aunt adele and my sister and i remember a lesson she taught me from it 
And uh, a gentleman who uh, has seen better days was following us and yeah. following her. And we get into a yellow cab and he tries to pull, he tries to c- come after uh, my aunt and us a little bit, right? I don't know if it was for money or for what, for what it was for. And my aunt took the inside handle of the door and pushed it and smacked him. And, I, and he got hit and he stumbled back. And then she closed the door. And then the cab driver went off. And I was a kid and I was terrified. And also Holy Manhattan. Like shit. I grew up in Riverdale, which is the yeah. North Bronx. And then we moved to Westchester, which is the suburbs. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, so Manhattan to me was still like, stay safe out there. Because I wasn't like, it wasn't until I, I moved there and lived there and understand whatever. But. She even said, "Hey, listen. When you're when you're in that situation, like your biggest weapon is that door." Wow. And I remember being like, "Oh my god, you're right." And she was right. This person was stronger than all three of us and wanted something from us. And she told him to get away. He didn't. He was coming into the car, and she went poof and like knocked him back. And what I was like, "Oh my!" But it was that was so superhero. Scary. That's like superhero shit. I think I always think to myself that if I was ever confronted in something like that. I would, I don't know what I would do. And I'm like not a shrinking violet. Like I'm, you know, intimidating to some people, but I really think I bought mace because New York's crime has been so bad that I was like, I'm just going to get some mace. And um, I've never used it, but I love that I have it. I feel really, I I almost want to get like a pink pistol and then like wave it at CPAC or something. (laughs) See, it's so like right wing. I would never do it obviously, but it's so, I hate guns Has but anybody, do you think that because you're because you're taller than most women that people don't yeah. really come at you or like a woman would not come at you because your, oh, your no, stature is taller than them if anything i think um it, it's more of a um challenge you know what i mean i've never had mm. the problem is too sometimes like i say shit to people because i'm i call myself cbs is the good karen like i'm like very pro mask you know oh, i'm not no because <laughs> no, i'm like you know my mother's from israel so like i love to like start shit sometimes um you know what i mean by that not in a real way but like i'll stand up for myself as an example like i i won't be trounced upon and it has led to some moments where i'm like okay i'm lucky that some shit did not go down. You know what I mean? Cause I'm actually quite weak. Anyway, I get hired on the view. No, I'm kidding. First day. Let me just finish the story. Going back first day. You didn't even I, tell me your, you didn't even tell me your highlight of the view. Like the one that you're like, this is I'm incredible. Telling you. I've made it. Okay, I'm telling great. you. I can't wait. So it's, I'm, it's very, very quick. Basically it was the first day I had shot a pilot with our friend Jerry O'Connell and like some other people it didn't go anywhere. But because of that, the view heard about me. They flew me out. It was my first day guest hosting. You know, listen, between you and me, Ben Schwartz, when I think back to the time, my styling, my hair, my makeup, everything was a mess. Like I look, I can't even look at pictures of myself from back then, which is like torture for me because it's a successful time in my life. And just everything was hideous. Like my outfits, you know, the stylist just didn't know how to dress a non-size two body. God bless her. But it was not a good, I didn't feel safe, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Physically, I didn't feel like, oh, I'm looking my absolute best. Um, And that was partially on me as well. But anyway, the first day, came in, sat next to Whoopi, had her laughing. I was like, this is heaven. I was there. I think Raven Simone was there. It was just insane. And I was walking down Fifth Avenue. This was like maybe two hours after I left the show. And I was on the phone with my mom, I think. And I get this unknown two-and-two number. I'm like, that's weird. Mom, hold on. Figuring it's like a producer because I was on the next morning as well. I pick up. It's Whoopi Goldberg. She's like, hey... I was like, hey, I was so nervous. And now I'm fr- I consider myself like friends with Whoopi and her family and I love them all. But, you know, she was just like, listen, I, I heard you saying like you don't know where to 
go shopping for clothes. So, you know, I have some suggestions and she was like, it's so funny too. Cause you know, it's whoopee. So obviously money is no object. So she was like, um, yeah, like check out like opening ceremony. I'm like, you got it. Where one poncho was like $8,000. I'm like, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> opening ceremony. Got it. Got it. But she was so sweet. And she was giving me like, you know, just, you know, tips or whatever. I just thought the whole act of even calling me. Cause I'm like, you know, That's I'm still so nice. So cool. Like so thoughtful. And, I, I've, I'm loyal to her to the very end. Like, I just adore her. She's really been someone who I think changed my life. There's also so. a moment in that where, where I can totally relate to. I think that uh, for people like you and I who watch a lot of probably movies and TV shows growing up, we idolize some of these people. So, like, for my version of that is, like, mm. uh, Billy Crystal. The first time you meet your Whippy Goldberg or my Billy Crystal, they're, they're the movies. It's the movies still. You, yes. can't, you can't see that they're a human being yet. You see him and you see City Slickers, you see her, you see Sister Act, and you're like, oh my God. And like your face, you, it takes a second to turn them into a person. Same with like when I met Cheadle for the first time or like, you know, Ooh. Jim Carrey or Jeremy Irons. <gasps> Anytime you see these people, I'm they're gonna like, choke. They're, but it's like you, you so just exciting. see them as the, as, the, as, the, as the, as you're like, you can't not see them as you see them in your head. And then when they start talking, you start calming down and then you get to have a real human interaction and then you can grow and become friends. That's why I feel like, you know, these people who are probably super duper famous, anytime they meet somebody, it's probably that "Ah, ah," every time. So they must be so happy when you finally get past that part to just be like uh, real. But that whoopee moment has to be that you look at her and you see an actress you've loved your whole life. It's it was like, um, yeah, it was really very exciting. And it's so funny listening. Wait, I have to ask. And I'm not forgotten. We're going to talk after party too. But wait, tell me about uh, Jim and Jeremy. Jim Carrey, one of my first real crushes. I would say Jim Carrey and Conan were like my sexual, and Jared Leto were like my sexual awakening as a woman. And which should give you some ideas to my type, like British, I totally tall, get it. Yeah. funny. Um, who was the other one? Oh, Jared. Well, Jared's a whole other thing. But what were they Jared like? Jared the subway guy? Oh my God, do you know that I met Jared the Subway guy when I auditioned for American Idol and he was such a prick? No. You uh, auditioned for American Idol? Can yeah. you sing? Ben, yes. I made what? it past Give me the something. first round. No, right please now. don't make Here me go. We just talked about this story recently. Don't, don't make what's, me what's, sing. What, what, what was your audition song? What was oh your audition God. song? It was Show and Tell, the song. It was such a bad song. Because they're like, don't pick something that everyone else sings. So I was like, I'm actually going to pick something that not only does no one sing, but doesn't sound good when anyone else sings. <laughs> Wait, what's the chorus of that? Show and Tell? No, it's that's like, not you're, what it is. Yeah, you're there. Such Show and Tell. Yeah, that song. Oh, yeah. Well, when I, mean, I want to yeah, okay. say I love you. I mean, I sound like shit right now, but anyway. No, don't be like that. Ask me to sing Les Mis. That's, you're, you'll fucking cry. If I sing Les Mis. Give me one Les Mis song. Just give me one Les Mis song. Drink with me two days gone by. Now I'm nervous. You're making me so nervous. Don't do this to me. I just love It's like you that now. Kristen Wiig character. Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. I can't sing. I, don't make me sing. I pulled my own headphones out Can out of nerves. Can you do one phantom song for me and then it'll be oh, over? Yes. One oh my God. Song. Yes. Any of, uh, <laughs> no more talk of darkness. Forget these wide-eyed fears. I'm here. Nothing can harm you. My world will warm and calm you. Let me... Oh man, that's not even good. I feel like Keep I'm embarrassing going. myself. What are you doing? No, Ben. Then let's do this I privately. Imagine if out of nowhere I sang exactly like oh Josh Groban and we did a perfect <laughs> duet right then. And it would have been unbelievable. Oh. Do you sing? 
Um, I could fake it, and in oh. the job I did, I just had to sing a little, uh, quite a bit actually. So I it's, just we'll oh. see. Look how I sat up so we'll straight in my chair. I'm like, if we're about to fucking duet on Phantom right now, I didn't know that <laughs> we can't. would have this. I didn't know we would have. I this. don't know the words. Oh my god, this is amazing. What's your favorite? Oh, you know what my favorite Phantom song is, but it's very high. Christine is obviously. I can only sing Javert. You know, I'm not like, but um, ugh. Wishing you were somehow here again. Wishing you were somehow near. Oh, I love that song so much. I'm not doing well. I'm I feel embarrassed. Like you and Sammy Heller must have talked musicals. For oh my god! Years. All I want to do is sing. I I don't know why I'm in comedy. Like genuinely, I just want to be like on Broadway and fucking sing some shit. But anyway, after party. American Idol. Does everybody know that you auditioned for that? Were you on the actual Literally show? Surely everybody knows. I was not, but I auditioned with Lang Fisher, who you might know, who works with Mindy Kaling, and she. Do you know Lang? Okay. So Lang and no, I went I to. Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Lang's hilarious. We went to Columbia together, and she and I waited for three days, sun poisoned in line, like singing Joe to see with like strangers. We were out of our heads. Oh. She got a call back as well to the um, like second. You know, round Wait, the two so of us did. Back. Yeah, the two of us did. But now I realize that they were clearly intending to have me as an outtake, like without even a doubt. Like, <laughs> because they were like, whatever you do, they go be big. And then my joke was, it's impossible not to be. Like that was my whole thing. And then they put me in. Um, but Lang had a joke where they said, um, she goes, "You'll have to excuse me," and then held up a little stuffed animal. She went, "I'm a little horse." And that made it onto the show. Um, Ryan Seacrest called it the worst pun in American Idol history. And she was a teacher at the time, and all her kids were, like, shitting in their pants. It was very exciting. Oh, it really was. Wait, okay, after party. I'm, like, so embarrassed that I sang, and now I'm more embarrassed that I'm like, I have a great voice, but I really don't felt cut it shy. Out. Don't cut it out. I felt don't, shy don't singing for out. you. Can I admit that? Can I have a vulnerable oh, moment? But, okay, so only one weird. time ever um, mm. I auditioned for – so I'm not a great singer, but I can fake it pretty good. Okay. And so, like, one time, uh, there's a Broadway show that asked me to audition for it. And I was like, uh, I've only been offered, like, one or two musical things. Okay. And, um, but so there's this Broadway show that was going to open up. And I couldn't do it anyway because you have to give two years of your life. And what you was can't it? do anything else. Can you say what show? Who Dear knows? Evan Hansen? No. Were you going to no. be Evan Hansen? <laughs> one of my least of favorite not. shows. That's P.S. Like, it has to be a show where the singing isn't the most important part. I, I see, could I never see. be in a show where... It's not like Ben in that show is incredible at acting. And also every single song, he's not perfect. Right. But it's like, um, so I, I remember this audition because I, I was in New York for press for something. It might have been The Walk. I don't remember what it was for. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this audition. Uh, and if I get to the next round or if I get it, like we'll have a conversation. But I know I couldn't have done it. But I was like, I want to see what it's like. So um, they give me the songs from the from the thing that haven't come out yet. It was an original, an original thing. And um, they gave me the words. And I think the reason why they were coming to me was the words are fun. You get to be a funny, you oh, get to be kind fun. of funny and you get to play. And then the songs like weren't like, it wasn't like a Ben Platt song. It wasn't like a song where I had to go bananas. Mm. Uh, but a good, a good singer could crush it. And I could do it like not great. So um, I was like, okay, this is it. And I get, you know, auditions, I still get a little bit nervous, right? But um, a singing audition Oh. It was the most, I was so, because I don't sing and I don't sing in front of people. So I even said, can you shut off the camera for this part? And I'll just do Aww. it for you guys. And they're like, sure. <clears throat> and I even, they even told me like, take a, take a, because you don't sing, get like a person, like a, a singing lesson beforehand. Just so can you, so you could like see what key you're supposed to sing the song. Yeah, Cause yeah. I wouldn't even know what to say. So I did the singing lesson with that person. So I had myself on CD singing this song a couple of times. I go in there and I was like, oh my God, I'm so 
nervous. And so they said, okay, you ready? And you stand next to this piano, which I've oh never my done in my God. life. And someone's playing this piano and it's like a professional pianist. You could tell immediately. So I was like, can you bring it down a little bit? And they do uh, immediately. And so I start singing and you could hear it. In, you could hear the shakiness in my voice because I'm so scared because all these like professional musicians are watching me and I know it's something I'm not good at. And so like I try and they're like looking at me and they're being polite. And I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Oh, and the reason why I was even more nervous is I heard the person before oh, me no, go in. Oh no, no, that's not right. And, and they, were, not right. Bro- they were a Broadway person, of course. And, they, they cr- and it was for a supporting character and they were so incredible. <laughs> and I went to them and they were coming out and I go, I gotta tell you, man, that was unbelievable. I was listening to you, you're unbelievable. And they're like, thank you so much. And so I remember I left oh, no. and I talked, um, and, and like it was, of course, I'm sure not great. I was too nervous. And then um, afterwards I was like, yeah, that guy before me was unbelievable. And they were like, yeah, that guy was okay. And I was like, no. oh, what are we even doing here? <laughs> what are we even doing here? Wow. <laughs> but they, wow, were, wow. they were very nice. And that oh was my, my God. only. So there are some like for animated song, animated things I've sang before, uh, which has been very fun. And then for something I just did, I sang a little bit, which has been re- was really fun. And like I got to record in a studio and all that stuff. And and uh, but I can't like if I had to be live on stage every day and sing, I couldn't do it. If I can be in a recording studio and sing, I could pull it off, but not. You do know, it's amazing. funny I- for me right now, just like looking at you and having to sing for you into this microphone that I'm holding it like genuinely put I had felt so much dread because I was like I know for example because I have a very loud singing voice so and actually what the idol Simon Fuller said to me was you've got a good voice but it's not a pop voice it's like a Broadway voice and I was like I know because I'm so loud but when I do my live shows like at Joe's Pub I sing a few songs and I am belting and I couldn't do that to you like I can't sit here in this Airbnb and like belt out Javert right now because a it's embarrassing and b I just couldn't get there you know what I mean so and I felt really nervous is it your favorite so. part of the show anytime you do that show is your favorite part singing I really do love to sing so much yes and I have yeah. a pianist I'm like accompanied by someone but uh, I admit that in an audition it's I mean I my joke is like put the scent of a woman uniform on me and I'm just polishing my gun and let's just call it like I can't I can't <laughs> do it it's Horrible. And when you're nervous, you just can't sing. Like when your vocal cords are tight to like oh, spit a word. It's terrifying. It's the worst feeling there is. Wait, I have one question and I'm not forgetting. We have so many loose ends, but this is my gift. I will not forget. Have you ever gotten an audition thing? Because I feel like, you know, I'm, I've never really acted, but I do get sent out on like auditions by one of my very lovely agents. And I'm always like, huh, like, is this how people see me? Like all the descriptions, it's always like tough talking, 45 year old, you know, <laughs> Like, I'm always like, is that me? Like, it's always some tough talking or, you know, disheveled mom of six. Like, I'm going, is this the energy that I give off? Like, it's a very tough talking or mom, which I think is just by way of like my physicality or whatever it is, or just like, you know, whatever. I'm not going to put myself down. But do you ever get one of those where you're just like, okay, like, so this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's of course. And by the way, first of all, uh, the descriptions of women in scripts are terrible. They're yeah. the same four things because uh, if it's a man who's writing it, they haven't learned how to describe what women look like or what they want. Mm. Um, but for me, of course, mine... I mean, I look like a fucking Jewish Muppet. So, of course, mine at the beginning were like... <laughs> so, like, lanky, lanky weirdo comes in or blah, blah, blah. Oh, like my God. Always. I would kill to be called a lanky weirdo. Go on. <laughs> Mine's the one... My... Uh, anytime... But, uh, recently it's been better but of course like 
what am I saying recently is better? It's always kind of the same, but at the beginning, especially when you haven't established yourself, there there are people now that go in for auditions that they'll tell me like, oh, it said like uh, a Ben Schwartz type. And I was like, that's fucking insane. That's awesome. Right now. Wow. But at the beginning, of course, it's like lanky weirdo uh, or, or something, whatever. Or if someone's on Twitter and someone says something nice, it's never like, oh, this guy's attractive. It's always like, I know this is stupid or I can't believe how weird I am, but I find this idiot attractive. <laughs> like that's always what it is. So that's there's, a never, there's never still. a moment of me feeling very like super confident uh, um, with that type of aspect. That's really hilarious, actually. Can you guys like tweet nice fucking things to Ben Schwartz? I mean, no, not I that his I'm ego, fine. not I'm that happy. his ego I'm needs happy. it, but like, you know what I'm saying? It would be nice. Wait, Ben, let's talk. Wait, tell um, your letters. It's 10.05. You're no, gonna, no, no. We're going to run out of time. I know you need to go in a minute. I, before the letters, the letters are very short. Uh, tell us about the after party. I want to hear about it. Oh, I cannot wait for this. Okay, so it's a show that Lord and Miller did, who are two uh, directors and producers that I've loved forever. They did Lego Movie and of course. Uh, um, 21 Jump Street, and they did they produced Spider-Verse and Phil wrote it. And so this is a show that they produced and then Phil uh, 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 and then Chris Miller directed every single episode. It was based off something that he wrote 10 years ago and they turned wow. into a limited series. It's going to be an Apple and it's a whodunit and it's like every funny comedy person. It's Tiffany Haddish and John Early, Ike Barinholtz, me, Ugh. Alana Glazer, Jamie Dimitriou, Sam Richardson, Zoe Chow. Uh, Dave Franco. It's just like the cast I'm like, is I'm dying. bananas. It's everyone I love. It's incredible. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so so the whole thing is someone dies at our high school reunion after party and then Tiffany Haddish comes in as a cop and she interviews each one of us and in us retelling what happened on that night it the retelling of it becomes a different genre of film so if you're like the romantic of the group it's shot like a 90s romantic comedy oh my god if you're like the asshole of the group it's shot like Fast and the Furious so it's it was so fun and I, it was one of my favorite experiences ever I think it's because the cast, but also just Lord and Miller. Chris Chris Miller is like so kind. You and I were talking about like different experiences. Uh, if you get to be in a group with like kind humans, it changes everything. He's like, it's all sure. collaborative. Everybody's creating together. We're so happy that it was during COVID when there was no work. We're getting mm-hmm. tested twice a day every day. We're in a safe environment and we feel so lucky. And th- I think the work will show so out of the things i've done i'm so excited for people to see that i have no idea when it's coming out but it'll be on apple whenever that's amazing i'm so happy for you and also just it's you know should really tell i'm sure you know this already but just what an honor to be with those other people and know that like you're on their level you know what i mean like that's it's a very amazing thing yeah i i agree by the way when you get on those when you get on like a movie or something like that and you see those people like i get to act with blank like it's a it's an it's incredible, incredible. i'm so thrilled for you i feel and that's going to be out um i have uh, no idea you don't even I know haven't announced it apple t apple we just TV finished plus. it we finished it a week and a half ago we literally just wrapped it oh on apple God. it's on apple plus apple well, tv I'm going to end with the letters, but before I do that, let me just say that if you don't already follow Ben Schwartz at Rejected Jokes, um, you will not regret it. Also, Flora and Ulysses, which is on Disney Plus. Um, that's out now. Out now. You can watch that. Watch it with your kids. Um, that's a fun one. Um, Modoc. I don't know. Hulu. So, man, he's got too much shit going on. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming out next year. Unbelievable. Just working so much. Ben Schwartz. And what ben, a, what what yeah. is a better transition to talk about these filthy letters that you said are on it's, the internet? 
<laughs> By the way, it's so short, and it you really talk is... about kids' movies, and now you're about to say <laughs> the, the, the worst thing. I'm adapting this bed. into Here a Here comes thing. Michelle Collins uh, reading World War II letters that somebody found. It's funny because every week I tend to like do something that's like really filthy, like, and I know that you can just do a super cut of just like all the dirty things that I've read for those. You know, no one even tweets about me as their crush. Like, at least you're like, I know this is weird. No one even says that. I'm like, you guys, I want to be crushed on. Anyway. Okay. Ready? So that was sad what I just said. Tracy, edit that out. So listen. Um, no, don't keep it in, Tracy. I'm going to keep talking so you keep it in. <laughs> listen. Right, great. Um, so this uh, Twitter user, her name is Dania. It's fine and Dania. She said, went antiquing today and found what I thought were some cute letters, but turns out, and it's like this cute stack of like, you know, it's in red and white string. So here I'll read it. It's fairly short, longer than I think I thought, but here we go. So then she didn't have pages one or two, just so you know, this, she only had page three. It of says, course, and I'm course. sorry in advance, Ben, this, I'm like about to Cuomo you and I'm really sorry. I'm about to governor Cuomo you because this is I don't filthy. even know what that means. Should it, I, so I'm going to pretend like I got off, I'm like off the Zoom now. It's I thought, I thought you just said, I'm going to pretend like I got off and I'm like, do whatever makes you happy, pal. No, no, like, no, no. I just I've want exited, you. I've exited the Zoom. Say goodbye to me now and By then the way, say between, these letters so I have no, nothing to do with them. I need you to respond to this, but between this and the singing, like you're killing me. Okay. It says, and Tom, keep shoving deeper at every move. We were soon tired and my spending made me about half conscious and it scared them. We were too tired to continue except it says continue. So we called it a day. Harry slept with me that night, but I denied him the pleasure. I do like that. I do love denying people pleasure. That is like my kink. I would say, um, it was a thrill to lay there and play with each other. Ugh. I can't wait to get vaccinated. Can I just say that? Since then, I have been fucked standing up, sitting down, sideways, in the armpits, Ben Schwartz, between the tits, etc. Well, this letter is now too long, so I must close. The night before I leave for our home, Tom is coming over to see us for a final match. We are going to try double fucking again. We'll see you soon. Your well-fucked girlfriend, Anne. I'm inspired. I don't think this is real. Can I be honest? I don't think this is real. It is straight up like you're the typewriter typewriter guy, right? Look at that. Oh, I it's, can type that for you right now. I mean, like anybody could type anything and it looks like an old typewriter. This is from the 40s. Don't this catch me if 40s. you can with my porn letter, okay? Don't pull a catch me if you can with my porn letter. Can don't I just Melissa have... McCarthy me <laughs> in a, what was that movie? The, Can't, the, uh, uh, can you ever forgive me? Uh, By the way. Forgive me. Can you forgive me? Two movies that I really love. If you're looking for two films to watch that and catch me if you can. Ben Schwartz, I adore you. Thank you for sticking around so long and uh, come a back pleasure. anytime. It was really fun. I hope everything is going well. I hope you continue to bring joy to people. Oh, you're a sweetheart. You did great. Thanks, you Benny. Did great. Thanks. We should do a three-way Zoom like this letter with Sammy Heller. Sometimes oh, I miss Sammy. So, by the way, if people don't know who Sammy is, Sammy is a producer at MTV, but also I think one of the funniest human beings on planet Earth. Um, secretly funny, and I think she will turn into an enormous producer um, when she's ready because she's. I find her yeah. to be so talented and so smart. I would want her on my team of people making decisions because I think she's very good. I think we should work with her and have her produce something for us. Am I, am I speaking too out of line? I would. She's incredible. It's Have her produce your multicam show that you want to do. All about a Kyle. Amen to. Amen to. Uh, Benny amen Schwartz, to. he has to go. We love you. Thanks for doing the show. Bye, Bye. Ben. Bye, guys. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you, too. And, guys, uh, don't forget, leave a review. Follow me at Mishkal. But go on iTunes and leave us a little review. Give us five stars, please. Tell your friends about us. Midnight snack. Love you all. See you next week.
forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear the show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.